Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Jesse Mogul, host of Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul. I hope you're out there enjoying your life. If you need a little sunshine, check me out at MediaMogul.com. Find my iTunes podcast at MediaMogul.com forward slash iTunes. On Facebook at MediaMogul. Every other social media platform, you're going to find me at Jesse Mogul. Please support me. Tell me what you think about what I'm doing over here. I love, love, love talking about things that I find interesting. And today's topic is Al Franken. Al Franken is interesting with Jesse Mogul. And one of the reasons I started this podcast, um, have had this idea for so long, and I think if you've listened to more than one episode, you've heard me say this before, it's because I read really great articles about people all the time. I've got subscriptions to over 10 magazines. I'm reading the newspaper constantly. I'm always finding really cool stuff on the internet. And I'm like, I want to talk about why I found that interesting. Al Franken's one of those people. I've been sitting on this article now since my birthday, uh, whenever the Rolling Stone came out on June 15th, 2017. Had uh, Tom York from uh, Radiohead on the cover, if you're interested in going back and finding this particular edition. Al Franken, Hanging with the Senators, Happy Warrior. Now, the guy just came out with a book, The Giant of the Senate, so you may have seen him on some of the late-night talk shows he's done. I saw him on Stephen Colbert. Uh, I know I've seen him around a couple other places. Uh, Maybe he was on The Daily Show. Uh, Don't quote me on that. But this guy is absolutely fantastic to read about. You go back and you think about someone you did not think would ever become a senator. This dude with his history of SNL, his known drug use, the fact that he, he was a writer, uh, just more comedy than anything. I mean, yes, he did go to a very smarty-pants school. Um, he did ultimately leave Harvard in 1973. That's what the article says. I didn't uh, go and Google this dude and find out if um, he actually graduated, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that he did. He seems like a pretty smart fellow. Um, but, yeah, son of a German-Jewish immigrant father and mother. Um, he, when he first got into office, you've got to think about People just not accepting somebody who had been a former SNL guy, a a former comedian, written some books that were pretty uh, left-leaning. Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot and lies and the lying liars who tell them a fair and balanced look at the right. He uh, had a failed movie that was about Stuart Smalley. I'll go in that a little bit later because I loved that character on SNL. He was the one that was like, I think I'm good enough. You know, I can accomplish things. He was very, it was like all positive energy kind of stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, you think about someone with this kind of history, and you know, pr- you know, pre-Trump, things just seemed like they would just naturally disqualify you to run for office. Now with this, with this Cheeto in office, you really feel like pretty much if anyone can just win the hearts and, and minds and love of the their constituents, then they're going to get a chance in office. One of the biggest travesties, I think, that our, our founding fathers made whenever they decided this whole Senate being one of the, you know, the legislative branch, executive branch, and the, judi- the judicial branch are the three branches that make up the government. And there's supposed to be checks and balances within that. And I believe that I've always felt that the legislative branch should have term limits because if they don't, you get stuck with these people like Mitch McConnell and, and Lindsey Graham in the office for 40 freaking years, you know, and as much as I, you know, clearly lean to the left, I, I do have some right ideas, you know, it's like I like to say I'm socially, socially uh, liberal and uh, fiscally moderate, 
Um, some definitely don't lean far right on anything, but there's definitely some, you know, some things that I could agree with on the Republican side. And so, that by saying that I would like all legislation people to be able to not only to be, let's say, you know, two, three, four terms, you know, be out of there within the same eight to you know, eight years that a president maybe allow some of them twelve. Uh, maybe change it up, but 40 years of some of these people, and I get that that means that you know the Warrens and and uh, some of my Democrat fellows that I, I like so much would that would means that they would no longer be in office. I'm fine with that. Let's get some new blood in, and I really believe firmly that people like Al Franken are part of that new blood, even though he is older. Um, you know, he, but he's definitely around that Gen X time, and I really think it's going to be a great thing for this country. When Gen Xers have a, the ability to take over uh, the legislation branch of the government, I mean, we've already seen a very young president uh, with Donald Trump. Com- uh, Donald Trump, sorry about that. Barack Obama. Um, and you got you know, good old Trumpy, Trumpy Trumperson. You know, he's definitely part of that old, old school, the old guard. But you know, we saw a very young Obama come in, and we saw the country really get down with his policies and some of the things that changed. Um, and uh, we could go into how he wasn't always, you know, down with some of the cool stuff that the left-leaning people are. But that's a whole nother podcast. But what, before I go do much into that whole rabbit hole, just people like Al Franken. You, we just need new blood. We need people to understand that everyone needs to get along. That everyone deserves the same kind of rights. That there, there's just a lot of crazy laws and a lot of stuff that's happening. And I think everybody gets that sensation right now that the country's at one of those moments in its history. We're going to look back in its history and say, did we make the right decisions? Putting somebody like Al Franken in office is definitely a good decision. The guy's a hard worker. He does some great stuff. This article has some really great stuff in here as far as uh, you got, you know, just some of this in-depth things that he went into um so let's go over his history a little bit if you've got a chance to listen to the monsanto podcast i did not too long ago you know i I love pretty much just reviewing the awesome articles that i read um so in his book giant of the senate um he just basically tries to just talk about how he sees the legislation going and, and what he would like to have done in there um you know obviously this article skewed very left and talked down upon the Republicans and Trump, um, you you just get this idea that Al Franken isn't afraid to call BS on all of the people that he, whenever they get in front of him, he he busted up on Sessions, got Sessions. He has so many ridiculous questions, not ridiculous, good, smart, awesome questions, but some people would you know just ridiculous in the Jesse version, where it's just like I can't believe he just asked that, and he got Sessions to say that he didn't have any contact with the Russians and ultimately had to recuse himself. I mean, he literally got him to blurt out a mistruth. I did not have communications with the Russians, is what Sessions told Franken. And in fact, it was a misstatement that caused him to have to recuse himself. Um, Trump's appointees in the Russian investigation are, are just dominating the news. And what's unfortunate is that there's a lot of stuff going on I mean, obviously, healthcare dominated as well, but there's things that they're doing to the environment, to the education system. To just, uh, there's a lot of things going on that we're not seeing because the magicians in the White House are over here waving their hand while they're secretly screwing us in, on the other side. So Franken is one of those people that you can see his his goal is to check us. Um, she want, uh, he has a there's a quote here from one of his friends, Mandy Grunwald, a veteran political consultant. 
Um, it's not enough for you to kill these guys. You have to set them on fire when he reminded him that it's the way he was asking questions during the um, Senate hearings to, for the appointments that Trump had made. Um, Franken says, maybe I wasn't allowed to be funny anymore, but I could still let my it out once in a while by be eviscerating some right-wing jerk. So he knows how to use his wit and his charm. And you, you see him on Stephen Colbert the other day, and just just the way that he can just sort of come off the cuff, just say funny things. Um, you just you want some you want there to be more people like that. I mean, you, again, going back to how Franken was first seen when he decided to um, announce that he was going to run, and that's a really great story too. So apparently, he had vaguely met. The person who held the seat he currently does now, it was a senator named Norm Coleman. He had met him back in 2003, uh, right after his Stuart Saves His Family uh, bombed spectacularly in 1995. Uh, so in 2000, so he, he does this thing uh, with um, Air America, trying to make sure Bush doesn't get reelected. That doesn't work out. It, it fails. So anyways, he meets Coleman around that time. Uh, according to the magazine... He happened upon a profile of Coleman in 2003, but then that's what it was. So he reads the profile. He's from Minnesota. He's from the whole St. Paul area. Um, Coleman, had a, a Republican, had won his seat after the incumbent progressive Democrat Paul Wellstone died in a plane crash. And so this is what ultimately gets Al Franken to decide to run for office. Is that Coleman? There's a guy uh, Coleman who. This Norm Coleman guy, Senator Republican, comes out and says, "This is now, mind you, I, I feel like I'm, getting, I'm screwing this up a little bit, so bear with me because I'm trying to read this article and put this in my own words." Um, so before Franken comes across this this profile of the Republican Senator Norm Coleman in 2003, he had never really thought about running for office, and. Um, Paul Wellstone, which was the Democratic progressive who was the incumbent in that seat, um, apparently came out against the Paul Wellstone gentleman who had died in a plane crash with his wife and daughter less than two weeks before the election in November 2002. So, Wellstone and Franken were friends, having met in 1990 when Franken's 82-year-old father volunteered for Wellstone's campaign. And Franken himself had hosted a campaign event for the senator only six weeks before his death. Um, and then the Republican who ultimately won, because I, who, who was even going up against at that point, um, came out and said, to be very blunt and God watch over Paul's soul, I'm 99% improvement over Paul Wellston. Um, that's apparently Franken, you know, puts a little germ in his head that he should run. He goes off and screws around with Air America for a while, which does not stop Bush from getting reelected and decides that he's going to now run for the Senate. Now, Schumer and Harry Reid, Chuck Schumer, Senators Chuck Schumer and Harry Reid, if you guys don't follow the news, then, then okay, that's your point. Um, but if you do, you know who Schumer and Reid are. Um, basically came out and said that, bec- that they should have a 60% chance of winning that Senate seat back from Coleman, but because Franken was running, they only had a 40% chance, and Obama wouldn't even let him on stage with him during the Obama rallies. Uh, he does end up winning. Uh, he does end up winning by a mere 312 votes. This is what blew my mind reading this article. Is July 7, 2009 is when he finally gets sworn into his oath of office, remembering people that 
The election is the second Tuesday of November in 2008. So look how long it took for them to do the recount. I mean, 312 votes. It's not a whole lot of wiggle room there. Um, so he, he goes in. He listens to people. Doesn't crack jokes. He's a workhorse. He goes to all of his votes and, and whatnot. Um, and then basically from then on out, he just works really hard. He gets reelected very easily for his second term. And I feel like now he's really starting to let his his wings um, wings spread, uh, mainly because he does have Trump in office, and that guy is just so ridiculous. Uh, it's you really can't do much to look any. You can, you, there's no way anyone will ever look as ridiculous as Trump, and I don't care whether you're left or right. You have to. You just have to see this as a little bit. It's a little bit precarious for a president of the United States, what you know supposedly is the most powerful country on the planet. You know, enough people go around touting us as the best country on the planet, and yet this is the person we have running, and it's just like catastrophe after catastrophe, scandal after scandal, leak after leak. Uh, and Al Franken's going to be one of those people who watches out after us. And I, I must have read this article three or four times just to fully understand. Uh, what I was going to talk about. And, uh, is it coming out smoothly? I don't know. I don't know. Um, most people, and, and this is something that Franken states in here, will be distracted by what's going on with the White House with each scandal and the news cycle being as quick as it is. And he's just really somebody who's not going to allow things to slip by and not be paid attention to. Something that really, really makes me envious of the progressiveness of Minnesota, which you wouldn't expect being in the Midwest and being as up north as it is, is that they have a Somali woman who I believe is in the House of Representatives. That's right. And, um, and now, you know, with the, that was after Franken. And so they're very progressive there in Minnesota, which is, you know, something, again, from the Midwest you would not necessarily expect. I do know that the Somali woman won because uh, the district that she covers, the, her district is uh, very heavy in Somalis, which is great. They have a voice now. Um, you know, that's something that we need to think of more clearly when people are out there in, in D.C. making policies for an entire country. You know, when you've got 13 white dudes, old white dudes with great health care that, that we pay for, in a room, not telling any secrets, not telling anybody any facts, and, and writing up a health care bill that they that won't affect them, that won't affect anyone in their immediate families, you've got to wonder why that's so. And when we have the you know, similar old white dudes sitting around in a room with no women in the room making up rules and laws that are, that are going to affect women's health care, okay, I've got to call BS on that too. It would be the same thing if we had a bunch of old white dudes in a room talking about the way we were going to handle crime or drugs or anything that where there's other people involved from other races. How is it we don't have women in the room in the conversation or African-Americans or Asian-Americans or Somali-Americans, which we finally have? Uh, it's just it blows my mind the incompetence that D.C. has whenever they go to make these big huge wide sweeping laws and it's just a bunch of old white dudes who are clearly all Republican and don't like anybody who's not rich and old and white I suppose <laughs> uh, Franken in this article says that you cannot overemphasize the importance of the Russian story but in the meantime we've got things like healthcare moving very fast um, he, Franken does sit on the healthcare Senate committee and he says that's something we should be talking about but it's hard to get people's attention and it is 
And if you're paying attention to politics and you're only looking at the smoke and the mirrors and you're not really looking at the nitty-gritty, you've got to be very careful. It's great that we have people like Al Franken and Bernie Sanders and even John McCain. You know, as much as I was not for him becoming president, I've always deeply admired the guy. Um, I don't care that he was captured. I mean, I care. I'm trying to dig on Trump when I say that. I care that he's captured because I prefer there was no POWs. But at the same time, like to me, he's he's as awesome of a war hero and uh, as a citizen that you can have who's served for so long. You know, gets freaking brain cancer, has surgery, comes back, puts his thumb down, and then goes back to get chemotherapy. I mean, like, come on, how can you not love that guy? So. If you haven't had a chance to bust this out, definitely just Google Rolling Stone Al Franken. This article is going to pop up. Um, you know, when you're going out there and you're thinking about people you're going to elect, I live in Los Angeles, and so obviously this, this even though we have a very Republican middle of California, um, both of our polls, you know, are full, are there are no cow, so cow. Um, both of them are full of Democrats, and so we're a very Democrat leaning state. And we are very progressive in that, uh, you know, we are, I think, the world's sixth or seventh largest economy. And uh, if you, you just got to think about all the progressive things that we're doing. But then you go look at these northeastern states like the Vermonts and the, the New Hampshires. And some of them are ju- just as progressive as we are and much smaller. And uh, we need to be – those states are great because we're putting in people that we believe are going to pass laws – and help those. I mean, look, I'm not for anyone having a free ride. I don't think we should just be letting everyone have a free lunch and, you know, making everything a welfare state. But we're sitting here worried about the welfare or the Medicaid or the Medicare or the handouts that we're supposedly giving. At the same time, you have the government leaders taking, you know, what could be seen as enormous, but oftentimes when you see the figure, it doesn't seem that enormous, bribes, and when I say bribes, I mean political contributions for the re-election campaigns. You know, we are giving rich people huge tax breaks. We're letting them buy off our politicians. We're letting companies like Monsanto own our courts. And you're worried about that there might be 10 or 20% of people on welfare who are getting food stamps who shouldn't because they're spending it on booze or they're, figure, they're figuring out a way to spend it on booze. It's not too hard. Uh, they're spending it on Burger King or they're spending it on you know Doritos at the grocery store. You're, if you're worried about that and you're not paying attention to how all the uber-rich people are basically buying and selling our politicians, you're looking at the wrong story and you're listening to the wrong people. And... I do my best to be extremely open-minded. And if this offends some of my listeners, then that's okay because this won't be the last time I talk about my views on on issues. I just think that you need to make sure that you see the whole story. And, yes, I I don't necessarily know every single side of a welfare story. And, yes, you're going to find some freaking hippy-dippy dude in Florida talking about how he buys lobster with his welfare money. That's okay. That's, yeah, sure. There's always going to be those people. You're going to find people who know how to bend the system into their will. I mean, you're also going to find CEOs out there making $130 million a year and throwing crazy amounts of money into re-election campaigns. Have you ever noticed some of these monies going into these re-election campaigns? They might get a couple hundred thousand, maybe even like a million um, from certain businesses, and then they go off and pass legislation that makes these companies 
tens and tens of millions of dollars, uh, allowing you know coal sludge to be poured into our rivers. Um, so what? I mean, how much money is that is is that saving the coal company? Or how much you know? How much money are they able to funnel back over into their own coffers? It blows my mind because if you're going to sell out our country, if you're a politician and you're going to take on some money from Monsanto or Big Coal or Big Energy, I mean, dude, they better be giving you a freaking island in the Bahamas. I mean, you better be rolling with the homies on that money. And I'm not saying that people like Al Franken can't be can't be bought and he hasn't taken money from some ill-suspect uh, people. I, I don't know that. I'm not, I'm not even going to bother researching it because, frankly, I, I've got better things to do. <laughs> if you have researched it, please don't let me know. But you just get the, you get the feeling that it's like Adam Conover's show, Adam Runs Everything. The guy's entire show, the entire premise of the show is based upon him ruining things with actual facts. So whenever I watch his show, I want to. I, I just naturally believe him because if he does something wrong, if he says something wrong that can't be backed up with actual fact, somebody else is going to bust him. Somewhere out there, there's some crotchety old people who just say, "I'm going to, oh, I'm going to research, fact check everything," and that's great. Uh, let those sites like Politico put liar, liar, pants on fire stamps on certain people, and just hope that there's enough checks and balances that when people do blatantly lie to us that somebody finally calls it out and it's not five or ten years later when all the jobs have already left that region and they're in a worse place than they were before leaving on al franken now so it's time it's about time to wrap this up uh al franken um co did a joint bill with senators bernie sanders and and tammy baldwin to they jointly sponsored a bill that would protect pensions, and Al Franken makes a joke that this is a it's not it's supposed to be serious, but maybe not. I don't know. But he says that he finally got Bernie Sanders to crack a smile. He goes, "This this joint sponsored bill is about the middle class, and I know the president will be for this because he talked about workers. So this will be right down his alley." And we all know one of the funny things about Trump is he, is he seems to say one thing and do another. So this is all about Al Franken. Big fan of this guy. Always liked him. I remember when I first heard he was running for Senate. I thought, this is ridiculous. How is this guy running for Senate? And he used to do blow on with SNL people and be on SNL. And he did, you know, Stuart Smalley, which is a character he developed from going to a bunch of Al-Anon meetings for his wife. Um, and he just, uh, you know, and I've, I've been to those meetings being in the alcohol rehabilitation program, and I certainly know the people that are all rah, 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 sis, boom, bah all the time. But, yeah, I did think Al Franken being a senator seemed pretty far-fetched. doesn't seem so far-fetched now. And when we do right this ship, not, uh, not on Al Franken's, but with Donald Trump, when we do right this ship, we do have to understand that there's a certain – we do need to pedestal these politicians – Inasmuch as we need to expect them to behave better than the normal everyday citizen and not be so corrupt and not be so willing to take bribes and not be so willing to pass legislation that adversely affects the African-American community or the LGBTQ community. I think there's an S or S2 at the end of that now. Uh, I feel like they're just trying to, they're going to, eventually it's going to be every single letter in the alphabet and more power to them. You have them all A through Z if you like. Uh, just get your rights. And, you know, we got to stop with this, this immigration nonsense that we're worried about and stop, definitely 
not building a wall. And people like Franken and Bernie Sanders, um, these are the kind of people that are going to be out there protecting, you know, you hope the everyday man. But again, they're politicians and everybody has a price. Everyone's human over there. So that's my little uh, that's my little spiel on Al Franken. I, I took so many notes about this guy that I never even really got to. Um, I, there's a great little one here. He talks about uh, talking with a hundred year old woman who uh, needed Meals on Wheels, and he, and he remember he says after that he's like after meeting that woman he turns to his aides and he's like this is why we're fucking doing this like this is what you should be doing when you take office is helping a hundred year old woman get her meals on wheels um the, the fact that they would even you know, take that away uh it blows my mind um i think there was the appellate the appellation arc is what it's called um like appellation is regional something maybe anyways i was watching this on the daily show with trevor noah the other day and this is something else that's going to get cut right along they want to cut right along with meals on wheels and this is helping coal miners find jobs outside of coal mining because no one really wants to be a coal miner no one wants to work at a job where you have to have a canary in a cage and if it dies you know you've got a very minimal amount of time to get out of somewhere before you die no one really wants that job no no coal miner wants to go back into a coal mine. They just want a job that allows them to have a family and a nice house and a car and good food on their table. Um, it'll, you know, time will tell if people like Al Franken and his kind and and people of his of his ilk, as the Gen Xers start to take over the House and the Senate over the next ten and twenty years. I mean, let's face it, McConnell and Graham can't stay forever. Uh, let's just hope that there's not worse evil following behind them. So. That's it for Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul's episode today. I'm still getting my feet on the ground talking about some of these articles. I feel like this isn't necessarily my wheelhouse. I'm uh, much more inclined to talk about the environment and science and history and things of that nature. But I've got a Jeff Sessions article I read in Mother Jones. If you want to be inundated with politics at every single page, Mother Jones is where you go. Uh, their writing is absolutely phenomenal. I d- they are not sponsoring me when I say this. Neither is Rolling Stone or Al Franken. Uh, but right now, no one's sponsoring me. So if you'd like to sponsor me, please go to MediaMogul.com and go to the contact page and shoot me over an email. Um, but yeah, the Je- there's an article about Jeff Sessions. You know, it's, it's just so obvious when certain people seem to be against an entire segment of our population and pass laws against them. And, you know, going, you know, just wrapping this back in with Al Franken, he really seems to be one of those everyday men who's going to do his best to make sure that things are done correctly. You know, somebody like Senator Elizabeth Warren, she seems like the kind of person who is working hard to make sure things are done correctly. Nancy Pelosi is another person that comes to mind. But then you can read articles about them doing some things that aren't exactly great and taking some money from people or being associated with businesses. I mean, all that information's out there. You can go find it. So not everybody's perfect. But in the, at the end of the day, you just hope that they make, a, make the right decision at the right time, you know, like McCain did. You know, what a beautiful time to say thumbs down. So that's Al Franken, everybody. Make sure you're checking me out on my website, MediaMogul.com. You can find my iTunes podcast, MediaMogul.com forward slash iTunes. Facebook at Media Mogul or search Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul. Don't try to go to my normal page. I will not friend you. I only friend people I meet in person. It's nothing against you. I'm just weird like that. 
all the other social media channels, which I rarely use, but I'm trying to get better at never on Twitter, but I will start using it as soon as I want to promote this better. I do enjoy Instagram, and I'm going to get on the regular thing with that soon. So thank you so much for inter- for interesting. Thank you so much for listening to this. I hope that you found Al Franken as interesting as I did. My It'll take you less time to read the article than it did for me to talk about it. <laughs> Much love, everyone. Keep things interesting. Remember, I'm over here curating curiosity through compelling conversation. Hope you've enjoyed.